This, this, this is the epicenter of audio frequency entertainment. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best. Heffron and Reap. I love you, love you, love you. The Heffron and Reap Show. You enjoy the Heffron and Reap podcast. Now go and see them live. It's really super awesome. And here's the reason why. You've seen them on TV. And even in the movies. Yeah, they really are so good. They can even afford this song. Check out the tour dates at Heffron and Reap.com. That's right. Yes. Come see us live. I love that song. Uh, you can see John Heffron December 28th through 31st at West Nyack, New York at Levity Live. And then in January 10 through 13 at the Chicago Improv and 17 through 20 at the Columbus, Ohio Funny Bone. And the 24th through the 26th, he'll be in Erie, Pennsylvania at Junior's or JR's. Last Juniors. Laugh Juniors. Just last Laugh Comedy Club. And then the uh, 26th through February 2nd, he will be in my neck of the woods, Charlotte, North Carolina, at Night Theater at Levine Center for the Arts. I think that's right. That's right. If you want to go see John Reap, and, and seriously, why would you not? Exactly. Why would you just spend another Friday or Saturday sitting home, just, you know, having somebody in your house complaining about something? That's what people don't realize. If you go out to comedy clubs, that's at least an hour and a half mm-hmm. to two hours where you don't have to tolerate the person you live with. That's right. You can That's just why be more quiet. people should go to movies, and then that way they can just sit with the person and just ride out the time till we all die. There you go. John Reed, read my dates. De- December 31st, <laughs> would be in Bellevue, Bellevue Washington, at part of the live. Great club. They have, it's, it's really uh, yeah. it, it's high tech. It's Taking like, my wife to that one. It's a great club. It's a great club. She's going to uh, love it. The staff there is cool. The guy have a great food. Uh, uh, go see Reap on the 31st. And uh, January 9th through the 12th will be at Denver Comedy Works South. Right. That's also in a very cool area. Um, not downtown. Uh, this one's Landmark, they call it. It's great. And it's a and whole little great breakfast area there. there, by the way. The yeah. breakfast that they have at that place is unbelievable. And January 17th through the 19th, John Reap will be in Dallas. So if you listen to us in Dallas... Uh, January 17th through the 19th. Go check out Reap at Hyenas. And ending off next month, January 24th through the 26th, Reap will be seen at Jacksonville, Florida at the Comedy Zone. Oh, oh, it's the Heffron and Reap game time. It's the Heffron and Reap Show Trivia Game. Yeah, the Heffron and Reap Show Trivia Game. They decided the stories they had were kind of lame. Yeah, the stories they had were kind of lame. So sit back and guess the answers with each of the Johns. You can get more smarter with you get your learning on. It's the Heffron and Reap Show Trivia Game. Yeah, the Heffron and Reap Show Trivia Game. All right, that's true. Uh, we did run out of stuff to say, and, and we thought, uh, I like that jingle. Yeah. I guarantee you that uh, that jingle for the Heffron and Reap trivia game will be in your head, like, all day long. 
Yeah, it's very catching. And uh, where did you find that guy? There's, I got that website where people would do almost anything for just a few bucks. That's I, crazy. I yeah. So I you just, never met him. You just said uh-huh. here. I paid him five bucks. <laughs> I love that. That's the kind of money we, we spend on this thing. That's right. Well, we're gonna you know we gotta save money for wounded warriors, so we don't want to <laughs> spend money on other things. All right. So here's the deal. There's a lot of podcasts that just I, I think a lot of the comics have podcasts just to prove how smart they are. Well, okay. Well, you know what I mean. You start talking about like all the books they read and just all that just type Boring. of stuff where we go, oh, those guys are really smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, what we decided to do is uh-huh. we decided to have a trivia game. Um, to make you feel smarter That's when right. you see how dumb we are. <laughs> yeah. So instead of us trying to let you know how smart we are, yeah. uh, we're just going to be ourselves, and you're going to be able to get these trivia questions quicker than us, and it makes you feel better. I, I've never liked comedians that do that on stage, too. Like uh, ones that just like, the, I'm so, here's some facts, and here's, yeah. here's how it should be. Yeah. That, I mean, like, when you I've go just never been good comedy, at that comedy. That's true, but I don't, like, I don't laugh at that. Like, I just think, well, you're on stage, you're supposed to... You're supposed here's to make my, me laugh. And here's I have my to philosophy. Like you. And if they don't, if I don't like that person, if you're talking down to me on stage, then I already don't like you. Uh, odds are I'm not going to laugh at you. There's two different types of comics. There's the uh, here's how it should be, right? And then there's the I don't know how it should be. I enjoy <laughs> being the I don't know how it should be. Yeah. I enjoy being the guy without the answers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you that's kind of what I, I am. It too. just is my style. Yeah. But, but like I said, I'm I can't you know. Me, me not smarter. Um, Let's play this game. What you got, man? So this one, uh, I'm going to go through because I like these. I'm going to go through. I'm going to give you clues. All right. I'm going to start with a tough clue. That's going to be number 10, and we're going to go all the way down to one, and we're going to see how fast you can get it. Okay. Are we doing this to music again? Like the, we'll, There's we'll, all the stuff. Yeah. And put, yeah. So, okay. so act like it's really intense. <laughs> all right. It will be. I'm already nervous. Do you want to guess uh, how many you're going to get this clue in? I'm going to guess I get this clue, mm-hmm. and, and this is a person, place, or thing probably, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to guess that I get this clue in, in – you're going to 10 to 1? 10. It's 10 is almost tough. You get it on 10, you're pre- okay, pretty impressive. Okay, I'm going to get it on uh, 7, 7. All right, here we go. Uh, listen along That's and pretty cocky, see right? if you're smarter than John Reap. Okay. If you can get it quicker than John Reap. All right. I'm going to start giving you uh, questions. We're going to go all the way down. All right. You know what? Maybe for this one, we want to figure out. We, we, get, we do have to, Here's what we got to do. We got to get a dinger. So you go, ding, I right. know it. Right. And you have to play against somebody. Okay. Like a timer or something. But that's yeah. for the next podcast. All right. You have any right suggestions? Right now, I'm playing against the list. You're just not. We're just playing. We're just sitting around to right. see how fast you can get it. Ready? Okay. Here we go. First clue of this person, place, or thing. Don't look at my card, John Reap. I'm not looking. It. I know. He does. He I don't it, cheat. Totally Ready? Here get we go. Get out of here, wife. It generates $1.4 billion in sales a year. Oil. You're wrong. It can be produced from recycled and environmentally friendly components. Hmm. It can be – read that again. It can be produced – From recycled and environmentally friendly components. Just uh, – oh, God. Um, plastic? How about – oh, you know, you know how we played this at home, by the way? Not to stop the, the flow that we had going here. Uh-huh. On this real game, when we played at our house, if right. you guessed the wrong, yeah, you lost five points. Oh, I see. So that adds a little bit of a thing. So, so right now, so we, we always play for Wounded Warriors. We have our swearjarfun.com where uh, while we're playing, if you so every clue you get wrong, 
You want to say that's instead of five points, that's five bucks? Yeah, so that's right. going to throw you randomly guessing. So sometimes you have to hold off, even if you think you know it. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? That yeah, makes so it a little bit difficult. Every one I get wrong is five bucks to the Wounded Warriors. Yes, gotcha. if you want to guess. So sometimes you you know you might have to hold on to it now. I mean, I'm, I'm the only one guessing, so I have to guess, right? You don't have to guess every time. You could say, I, I you know, I need another clue. Oh, I see. Do you know what I mean? I didn't know that. I thought you had Well, we're to. making this up as we go. <laughs> okay. Is that how you want to play? Uh, so maybe that's how I say go, I need another clue. I need another clue. All right, I like that. Well, or do you want another phrase to do? I kind of like guessing each time. I mean, Okay, so we won't penalize you for the wrong guess. Well, you can still penalize but me. But that's going to be... Get it wrong every time. Do you want to do a dollar then? Adds up. Five bucks? Let's do a dollar. Okay. Yeah, I just got spending, done no spending way. a lot of money on Christmas. Okay, here we go. Wait, um, did I get plastic right or wrong? You're wrong. Okay, dang it. So, so far that's $4 for Wounded Warriors. You said it's a For dollar. every clue I give you, it costs you a buck. And, and every guess, okay. that's what I mean. So if you want to guess. Yeah. I'm in the whole $4. Let's keep going. I'm, I'm confused, if, as are the people <laughs> listening. So let's just go. Already, here's the thing. So it generates $1.4 in, in sales. Yeah. Uh, it can be produced from recycled and environmentally friendly components. Here's three. It was produced in 1879. But marketed under a private label due to awkwardness of the topic. What? All right, I'm thinking too generic then. Um, I'll read the question eight again. It was produced in 1879, but marketed under a private label due to awkwardness of the topic. The topic? Yeah. Makes it sound like it might be a magazine. Um... Topic. It's a lot of money. 1879. Um, <laughs> when was the printing press invented? I don't know. Uh, I should know this. It was Eli Whitney. It was a long time ago. I was a communication major. Hello. Do you have an answer, John Reap? I'm going to. Uh, or do we move uh, on? Uh, uh, magazine. Wrong. Is it a magazine? Wrong. Uh, we need a phrase, too, when you have to move on. Like, move on. Uh-huh. Like, okay. A noise or a... Go. I need another clue. I'm a dumbass. I need another clue. I'm a dumbass. Okay, here we go. The following item was used before production of its existed. The following items were used before production of it existed. So these items were used before the thing I'm trying to sell. Okay. Sheep's wool. The frayed end of old anchor cables. What? Okay. Corn cobs. Coconut shells and lace. Are you kidding me? Do you know what it is? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I didn't know what that stuff. You're looking at it, and you're all saying, of that stuff would me? suck. All that is in this product, though. No, all that was used before this product was invented. So none of that shit has anything to do with what we're talking about, possibly. Well, it does because it was used prior to this thing. It was used prior to this thing mm-hmm. we're talking about, but it's not. The following items it's not made up of those those items is what you're saying. The, correct. Oh, fire. Well, how come fire is not on there? Okay. The, where's the fucking wheel? All right. Next question. <laughs> no, no, I didn't guess. Okay. The following I, items were used before production of it, it of it existed. The anchor frayed anchor cables. Uh, corn cobs. Corn cob wool. Coconut shells. Coconut lace. Shells. Sheep's wool. Uh-huh. Well, lots of things were used 
in a generic way before this product existed. That was my point. Like, the, where's the wheel? Where's fire? You know, like, where's caveman riding on walls? Okay, listen, I'll give you a guess because I don't mind giving money to the Wounded Warriors. I know I'm going to get it wrong. Um, uh, well, God damn, I have no We're moving on to question number six. I don't know. Just keep going. We've ran out of time. Here we go. The military used it to camouflage their tanks in Saudi Arabia during the Desert Storm War. They used okay, so some sort of canvas. Um, I've decided to no longer give any clues. I just fine, I stare fine, at you fine, now fine, while fine. you're trying to figure it out. Um, they used. Uh, <laughs> God, I'm sound like a real idiot. <laughs> is this something easy? Uh, never mind. Don't talk to me. Uh, <laughs> it is. I'm just gonna guess here. It's uh, it's a tarp. Clue number five. Jesus. It is available in a v- variety of colors, decorations, and textures. Maybe I need to... Also, a tarp is that. Uh, uh, it, uh, it was used to cover up tanks? Maybe we do these speed rounds. All right, keep going. I don't know. Clue four. On average, consumers use 8.6 units per trip, a total of 57 units per day. Units? I'm just reading the card, man. Keep going. The major producers of it are Kimberly Clark and Procter and Gamble. Okay, Procter and Gamble. That is a medical uh, company, I think. Am I right? Uh, you can't tell me. Um, uh, <laughs> they used it to cover tanks. Uh, God, I don't know. <laughs> Keep going. I'm pissed off. <laughs> Typical advertising for it uses adjectives such as soft, strong, and most absorbent. Is it a sponge? You are incorrect with the sponge. Are you ready for your your last and final clue? Uh, I guessed seven. Remember that? (laughs) Remember those days? (laughs) I keep going. Your last and final clue. Yeah. It comes in one, two. Or three plot. Paper towels? No. Toilet paper. Yes. Toilet paper is the answer. Give me that. I gotta go back and look at some of these. The, the military used it to camouflage their tanks in Saudi Arabia. Okay. The following items were used before production of this existed. Oh, okay, I see. They didn't make okay. Damn it. But these used corn they used to use corn stalks? Uh, yeah, I've actually heard that. They yeah, instead of toilet paper, before toilet paper was invented, they would use corn on the cob. After you would eat the corn, the uh, the you'd the, use the, ear of the corn. Yeah, it just makes like a natural sort of wiping thing. Water, just like bidets, <laughs> are actually such the best way to go when it comes to toilet paper, where you use no toilet paper at all. That, but it's see, that sh- shooting like, water up I, there. I, I bet you, and rinsing lot, it all off is lot cleaner. But then you got to. Be pretty accurate with your aim on that thing. Right? Worst case, you get your, your your balls a little little shockered. Uh, here's one I didn't know. Uh, how would you like to wipe your ass with the frayed end of an old anchor cable? Yeah, seriously. No, I mean I, that. Talk about pain. That sounds like torture to me. That's got to be hard. All right, I'm gonna try one more. <sighs> That's embarrassing, dude. We did get a new uh, intro, so we should maybe do one. Now we can do, you do want old me to school. Do it to you? No, because I know all, all the things. Okay. We could do. Which card do you want? 
I get to pick a card? Well, we have the same game or we have our old school game where you have to pick A or B. I, I Let's like the do game. the same game because okay. uh, I want to redeem myself. Okay, here we go. Ready? Person, place, or thing. I'm going to guess. This For- is a, um, a, a dog toy. Here we go. With oh, I was wrong. clue number 10. <laughs> okay. His professional career spanned from 1978 to 1999. His professional career spanned from 1978 to 1999. Yes. Uh, 1978 to 1999. Um, it's, uh, it's an athlete. You ready for clue number nine? Yeah, I'm ready for clue number nine. Although his Hmm. It's a football player. I mean, you can give me that. No, I guess you wouldn't. Okay. No. Uh, keep going. Play. Next clue, please. Eventually, a specific setup of plays was named after him. A specific setup of plays was named after him. Specific setup of plays, like, mm-hmm. like the. Um, Okay. Um, like this the is a, alley oop. Right. But that's not. Right. It's not that's him. not the same sport. It's still football, I'm guessing. It's like a coach, probably. All right, keep going. Moving on to seven. After his retirement in 1999, he was immediately introduced into the Sports Hall of Fame. Bobby Knight? Wrong. Question six. At the time of his retirement, he held 40 regular season records, 15 playoff records, and six all-star records. All-star. This is baseball. Uh, let's see. God, I hate. I don't know anything about baseball. Retired in 1999. Is this? Uh, God, I don't know this dude's name. Um, oh, he played for the Orioles. The guy who had the longest streak of starting. Uh, God, what's his stupid name? Moving on to question Keep five. Going. Keep going. In 2000, he became part owner of. The Phoenix Coyotes. Phoenix we have a lot Coyotes. of listeners in Phoenix area yeah. that are right now just screaming. I don't even know what the Coyotes yeah. are. I'm sorry, Phoenix. I haven't been there in a while. What are the Phoenix Coyotes? Uh, well, I got to say. Keep uh, going. You got to say what? Being from where I'm from, it, it's always funny when the, these type of areas have this type of sport. It's probably baseball. Oh, this type of sport. It's funny. I gave, you. See, I, I straight. I, I'm a bad commentator. I should not now. even given you that uh, much thing. Here's number four. Nope. He was taught the sport by his father on a rink mm-hmm. nicknamed Wally Coliseum. The <laughs> Calcium? Are you saying that right? Coliseum. Coliseum? Yeah. You said calcium. Uh, All right. That's what I heard anyway. I'm sorry. Um, Okay. So, uh, uh, Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. You are correct. You are correct. You got that one with three questions left. Wow. He was nicknamed the Great One. Yeah. His jersey number 99 was retired by all teams in the NHL. Mm -hmm. I would like to know what those specific set of plays were called. Named after, but just called the Gretzky, maybe? Probably. Interesting. 
Uh, I don't know much about hockey. You probably know more than me because you grew up in a. I don't know. But that one I would have been able to guess. And if you would have listened to me, I said he retired in 1999. Like, if right. we had telepathy. Uh-huh. If you were in tune with me, John Reap, if you just knew how I was feeling, and if you were in tune with me, you would know that I was trying to give you clues for even 1999. Though, all right? It just shows you how much more I'm in tune with you than you are with me. To the fact that you just don't get it. Uh-huh. That was. Wait, well, I have to say something. Okay. I don't, right. How do you get? How, what kind of clue is 1999 to Wayne Gretzky? If you don't know his hockey, number. his number was 99. I didn't know his number. I didn't know his number. That's not. That doesn't mean I'm not in tune with you. It means I don't know Wayne Gretzky or hockey. So take that back. I take it back. That was. Oh, it's the Heffron and Reap game time. Friend and Reap. Subject change. Okay, yes, it is official. I am, uh, I'm a, I guess I'm, a, I'm an idiot. Um, These games are hard, actually. It's good to see you again, buddy. It's been a yeah, while man. since our last podcast was put up, and that's because we've been pretty busy with our other lives, our families, yeah, our so- wives, and, and, and the holidays. I like to say Christmas, because that's what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, that I celebrate anyway. So, what, what, how, was your, uh, how was your Christmas, buddy? It was good. Anything I think crazy? on one of our past episodes, um, shameless plug, where you can always get, if you go back to com. I was told by somebody that we should plug past episodes oh. to get people to go back and listen to some of the stuff, maybe, if they're new to the podcast. That's a good point. That we got should some, go back. There's, there's, there's some old so gold that people need to go dig up. There's some good stuff there. <laughs> so we were talking about budgets. I completely blew past my Christmas Christmas budget. You had a limit. Yeah, because I didn't think, like, I would hear stories from my wife. She's like, well, I got you this. And she would get all, like, heartfelty type stuff, like, really going, oh, he really needs this. Yeah. Where I'm like a guy. I just go for, let me just buy something expensive, and that'll count. Does that make for sense? For her, you mean? Yeah. So that's how you approach so your she got, like, three Christmases. Like, so I'd buy one thing, and then I'd go, I don't know if that's, like, personal enough. And then I'd get something else. So yeah. she did well. Oh, she did well. She did well. So you... Th- she did well in the terms of the gifts that she got or the gifts that she gave you? She did well on the gifts that I gave her. Okay. But I did well, too, because I actually got, like, a toy for Christmas you that got a- I immediately turned into a 10-year-old and was <laughs> – Yes. I got a – I air- saw the – you talking about the picture you sent me? Yeah. I got – We're going to put that on the website, by the way. Yeah, I got an airsoft uh, pistol. Yeah. That, that shoots with CO2 cartridges and shoots BBs. And how appropriate is a BB gun – for Christmas, when one of my favorite Christmas movies airs all day, and it's about a kid trying to get a BB gun. I got to you know, shirt your eye out, kid. I literally, without thinking, I put it all together, ran outside, <laughs> and, and just I had my sweatpants on and no shoes. Right. <laughs> um, different than growing up in Ralphie, Michigan. Ralphie, get yeah. your coat. Those things shoot. Ever shot one? Those things shoot. Not the handgun. Really far. You got a handgun. So then I bought pie tins. And I set them up around my backyard nice. in the weeds and in the trees. And then I ran around and cleared levels. And then I got this <laughs> other book called Weapons of Mass Destruction, but it's for kids. Oh, <laughs> wow. That shows you how to build, like, spitwad shooters out of Tic Tac, like all this MacGyver-type, spit, mostly spitwad shooters yeah. or straws you blow with rubber stuff on the end, like darts. 
Nice. I used to make darts because, you know, we both had our ninja phases when we were growing yeah. up. And you'd learn that if you listen to past episodes of Heaven <laughs> and Reap. Um, uh, yes. And I uh, had a buddy who taught me how to make the perfect dart. Right. Okay. You take the end of a shoestring. You know how it's got the little plastic part? Yeah. And you cut it off just so there's a little bit of the shoestring coming out where it's like a frayed at the end. And then you put a, a safety pin, not a safety pin, but a pin uh, through that so it comes out. The part of the plastic. So you got a sharp end, right. a little plastic, and you got a frayed end at the back, and, you, and that's your dart. You can shoot that through a straw, and it hurts. Yeah, this whole book is nothing but stuff like that. That's awesome. Like tic-tac containers where you shoot and then watches you make. Like it's not – it's you're MacGyvering stuff. You yeah. need like glue guns, but it's – right. There's such a bad stigma now with weapons, but yeah. yeah, but it's but it's like pretty crafty type. So right. one of the, the chapters in it was, was targets. Like how to build – now that you have a spitwad shooter, how to uh-huh. make a cool target to shoot. And one of them was shootout security cams. Right. And it was, uh, it was a shoebox. Uh-huh. And then they took a red Solo cup. Right. And then you glue the red Solo cup <laughs> to the shoebox. Right. Uh, and then you put uh, – get wax paper. And put that on the front of the solo cup. Did you have wax paper just laying with around? a rubber band? Yeah. Okay. I use tinfoil and everything, so I right. got a shoebox, yeah. and then I tinfoiled it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I want the dink, I want the yeah. noise. It looks better too. And then I got a solo cup, put that on the front, so it looks like an old school camera. Folks, we're gonna put this on heffernreap.com. And then I put tinfoil on the front of it, and then I mounted the fake cameras all along my house yeah. and up in trees. So to shoot out the fake camera, you had to hit. Dead center of the solo cup front that looks like it's oh. it's the the camera. Now, how many guns were I, there? I only got one. So it was just you by yourself out there shooting. I'm literally <laughs> in my 40s, running around, uh, hiding behind walls, shooting out uh, cameras. Were you saying, "Okay, Black Bart, now yeah. you oh, get I, yours"? I, I because that's how I used to play as a kid. I would I would have you know scenarios and you act out stuff and if your mom came in it's like time to eat you're like ah yeah. i was almost going to de- you know defuse the <laughs> the nuclear bomb the world's going to end it's your fault mom and then you got to stop it just yeah. sucks yeah um, uh, well, that looked like a lot of fun, though. Dude, I, mean, I had a great time. Like, I, I sat out there. And is that there, something you wanted? Did you ask no. for that? No. And your wife got you that? Yeah. What a great gift. She knows her husband. It was, it was, it was fun. And, like, all, today I was like, oh, so, I can set up this, this because the, the gun weighs as much as a real gun does. So it's, it's good for, I mean, without the recoil. But it's – What is it? Was thinking, babies? It shoots these little BBs. It's what airsoft. Kind of we used to use plastic them in, BBs. You said, yeah, we used to use them in Krav uh, when you do gun takeaways. Krav Maga for those. Yeah, and you do you know gun defense where the person would pull. So if you could see, you wear goggles, but you could see if see you did the, the defense correctly because mm-hmm. you wouldn't be hit. You wouldn't get hit. So they're pretty realistic, um, but it's fun to shoot out the fake cameras and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Plus, how now that I know, it shoots, is it, you don't pump it; you use a CO two cartridge. CO two, so it shoots, and that goes a long way. Uh, yeah, I was I was hitting, you know, I then I bought pie tins because I wanted to make the noise. Yeah, um, I used to have fifty a, yards away. Probably I was that's hitting pretty that good. Fifty yards, dude, and it would puncture like with that that little handgun. That thing would would hurt you. So it would. Wow, that's definitely good. go through skin. Yeah, that's pretty good. Fifty yards. I used to play paintball With a lot. Plastic ones too. You'd think that would like just sort of die down. No, plastic ones. Well, you told me on the way here, uh, a good idea would be use seeds if you wanted. To yeah, they like... need to make them where it's like fertilizer, maybe just like so a little bit a little of plant more... fertilizer. <laughs> so when you do Green. shoot and then it lands in the ground, the first rain. Yeah, you you're know, gonna get some weed. 
I wonder if you could, could whatever you, it is. Yeah, could you compress seeds? That, yeah, I'm sure yeah, you could you do. Can it. Make a pellet that's all seeds, um, or even something that like animals could eat. You know, like tiny little some type of feed or some feed or something. We That's should invent good that. Idea. Yeah. I thought of that, inventing that. Well, I'm afraid to tell this one because somebody's going to steal it. Oh, gosh. Well, okay, here we go. Copyright. This next story is copywritten by John Heffern. John Heffern. Well, maybe we make it and put on, on the website. What do you mean? You tell a story on the website? You type it out? No, I think we should invent this. Oh, okay. I don't know what it is yet. Or should I just tell you? I don't know. It's up to you. We could always stop this and start over. Nah, maybe I should <laughs> just tell you. Maybe I won't. Well, I I'm not going to. Okay, don't tell me. I'm not going to. All right. Well, I got a great story that I can't tell you. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, oh, and then I had an odd conversation with my dad. I'll tell you this before I end my uh, holiday stuff. We got my dad. You, you stayed in, in L.A. The I stayed time. in L.A. Okay. And then my parents back in Michigan, my sister and I, my brother, got them all uh, iPad minis. Nice. My parents. And then, um, you know, but they're, you know. Did they know how to use them? Not really, but, you know, you just touch a couple things. Yeah, it should be pretty And for the most part, we wanted to use them for FaceTime. Okay. And did they get it set up? Did you, were you able My to sister use it set FaceTime? up everything. She had that job. She loaded all their emails in and got iTunes accounts, That's you funny. know, all that they kind of. They could do the, hard, I mean, the, the, the leg work. You just get the thing. So then I was explaining to my dad, but I didn't realize what I was saying. And then everyone in my house was laughing at me. I'm talking to my dad on FaceTime, and I told him, uh, Dad, when you're FaceTiming, Here's another thing you can do, and I'm looking at my dad's face that's up in the, the square. Yeah. I go, when you're FaceTiming with somebody, here's what, here's what, here's what you can do. You can touch yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I meant, I meant like you just go up and you touch the face, and you can move it to a different part of the screen. Right, right. But how I was talking, apparently I was telling my dad he can touch himself. And does he have FaceTime a sense of humor? Did he... He, he completely, me and him were the only ones who weren't laughing. Oh, the eighteen-year-olds! Oh, my, right, my, right. My, everybody got, but we're just because you were well, like we're usually pretty juvenile. That one just happened to you. Just slipped past part. you. So that, yeah, <laughs> so that so it was a great, uh, great Christmas. Well, I, I used to have a BB gun when I was a kid, man, and uh, we would have BB gun wars. You know, where it's just like everyone dresses up in camo and stuff, and you you're like only BB. pump it once. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, and and you like, pump yeah, the crap okay. out of it. We, yeah. we actually hit a couple construction workers one time, and they thought they were getting stung by bees. It was like really yeah. funny because they kept like. Looking around, swatting the air. You were shooting at them? Yeah, yeah. We hit like a construction worker in the in the back of the leg. They would have killed you. I know. I mean, would, think how small you were at the I time. I know. They would, if they would have known it. And then they were probably 25-year-old Mexican dudes. Uh, these were like redneck guys. So, but Just like, as bad. But in their 20s, though. Yeah, You yeah. thought they were old, just old kids. Yeah, probably working. like 25, probably 26. Probably 20. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't know better not to kill a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably would have chased us down and killed us, yes. So I'm glad I didn't get caught. Um, but those can be a lot of fun. Uh, a good gift. A good gift. Good gift. What did you give your wife? Uh, and then uh, I got her uh, an iPad mini myself. Okay. And then she's always wanted a bike. A bicycle? Like a bike. Oh, yeah, like a pedaling bicycle. And she's never bike. gotten a bike. And you got her a bike. And I got her a bike. What kind of bike? Uh, like Is it a, like a mountain bike? A mixture. A yeah, trek. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of in between her. We got two of those. We've used them twice. I know. That's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. It's, I mean, I want to use them, but, you know, my my wife's so concerned that I uh, won't wear a helmet that if I go somewhere without it, she'll be she'll she'll be nervous. I think you almost have to now. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You know, John Caparillo used to live over here, right? Where right. I live. <laughs> and uh, 
Look, I was looking at this bicycle like, well, I'm going to be practical about it. You know, I'm going to use it for exercise. Right. But I'm also going to use it. There's a market right up the street. There'll be times I want to run up to the market and get a couple things and come back. So, right. you know, I've got a basket. Okay. So I'm riding around my complex with this basket on my bicycle. I'm wearing a helmet. <laughs> and I come around a corner and John Capital is standing there. And he looks at me and he just starts shaking his hand. He's going to say, I'm going to pretend. He's shaking his head like no. And he said, I'm going to pretend I never saw this. <laughs> just a basket. Off. Yeah, I think a basket's kind of pushing it over yeah, the edge. Yeah, but like, I mean, really, I just needed to put stuff. <laughs> Yo, it's, it's practical, but it's I don't It's not think... manly. I get it. Neither is the helmet. I mean, come on. When we grew up, we were on big wheels with just our bathing suit on riding around. No shoes, no helmet, nothing. Yeah, the basket's a little bit much. It is, well, it's practical. That's how I looked at it. That's how, I'm, that's how I convinced myself. Right. That it was okay. I didn't mean for Caprilla to see me or anyone for that matter. I didn't think I'd ever tell anybody, but now it's out there. No, you know. Um, no, all right, so no, a basket. Um, well, that's cool. That uh, got our bicycle. Did you? Do you have a bicycle too? You're gonna ride together? No, we just got one. I'm, I was gonna. I was gonna get one, but then what about a two seater? Could have got a two seater. All right. Can you imagine the arguments that would happen with the two seater? Have you ever I'm, been on one of those things? I I, th- I think I would divorce my wife because I think she would like. We would be the couple that crashes because we could not be in unison yeah. or get our teamwork together. Oh, same here. Yeah. It would, there would it, be, be – she would be going uh, – I would want to turn right. She would want to turn left. I think I would, how it is is whoever's I would front lean, is, is, is steering. Yeah, but I would lean the opposite way because uh-huh. it would not – it wouldn't work out. You'd pedal backwards. Yeah, I would I'd put on the brakes. the brakes. It would be, it would be uh, tough. Uh, we, we should actually do that. We should – me and you get like a, a two-seater bicycle. And, uh, and try do to a photo on. shoot with that for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get a three-seater and call up Rachel, see if she wants to be on there with yeah, us. Yeah, where is – you know what? I miss Rachel. She, I she yeah. texted she me. She texted me and said, Merry She's Christmas. in New Jersey. Is she in New Jersey? And she's in New Jersey for – we're talking about Rachel Butera. Yeah. Um, who who just, just disappeared. Yeah. Uh, we got busy, and then she disappeared, but she'll be back. Well, we'll get back with her, yeah. She, she's gone for a few weeks, and she said she misses us. Dude, I went up to um, – off off topic here. I went to New York. Have you ever been flown somewhere for just an audition? Um, way back in the day. Yeah, that I haven't done that one yet. I've had people fly to me to audition you. Yeah. Oh, that's even which okay. is even yeah. That's better, but not flown for. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I have. Let yeah. me just tell you something, man. I had the worst. And you, I don't, I, I, this might be up there with some of the bad. We, 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 as comedians, we both have nightmares of traveling, right? Right. You've, over the course of many, many sure, years, sure, it's going to happen. Bad things have happened. Yeah. I bet you this story might be up there, all time, topping some of yeah, all, the all time worst travel wow. stories. Okay, so <laughs> um, I had to fly to New York to audition as a host of a show. Uh, that the Food Network's coming out with. Um, uh, so long story short, my wife's family, her mother and, and father, are here for uh, for the holidays, right. Christmas, and also she was in a ballet recital that they wanted to come watch. Right. Now, that was on a Sunday night. Am I right? Yes, yeah, Sunday night. And then I got a call like or an email Saturday saying, like, we want you to audition for this thing. It's in New York, and they'll fly you out there and fly you back. Now, our... Our plans before this was that the family, her parents would be here for a couple of days, watch the ballet recital. Then on su- that's on Sunday. Then on Monday, we would oh, – I'm sorry, Tuesday, we would all leave together to go to their place in Missouri. Gotcha. Um, but then out of nowhere, I get this audition, which throws a big monkey wrench in the whole travel plan. They always do. 
because you, sit, I have, you always sit on the couch doing nothing for weeks, and then when you go, you know what? I'm going to have a carpet guy come, and it's all carpet, and then that's when your agents come and go, hey, we got an audition for you for America's Funniest, yeah, you know, elephant trainers. Will you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Will, will you go there? Yeah. yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. You have to go. Yeah. This is and by the way, I, I haven't told you yet, but the auditions exactly when the carpet people are coming. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have any khaki pants and khaki tops in the hat? Yeah, I got it all. So, so that's you know. And to top it off, we have two small dogs that had already purchased, you know, uh, had approved with American Airlines that we were going to fly with our dogs as carry-ons. Okay, because they're small enough to fit under the seat in front of us, and we've been doing that for the last seven years. Right. Okay. Now, Monkey Ranch, you got an audition in New York. So I go, all right, what's the best way to do it? They're going to fly me out there. I go, okay, you can fly me out on Sunday night after the ballet recital. Yeah, because okay. if you miss that, then you're, you're – I couldn't miss that. Yeah, that's not even So I took a red eye. Off the table, right. Uh, uh, you know, leaving at like 1130, midnight or something like that from LAX to New York. Now, when they fly you somewhere, they're supposed to take care of your flight, your transportation, your hotel. I'm not supposed to lose money auditioning. Right, not like a per diem or anything, but okay. like, but like travel costs, you know. So they bought the ticket. Now this it's not like a working screen actors guild thing. This is an audition, so of course it's coach. There's no, you know, middle seat. It's just like the worst tickets you can buy on an airline. Now this is where people who are listening are going to think I'm being petty, but when you travel 500, you know, days a week, yeah. which is almost impossible to do, but it's, we it's, do it. it. Actually, is impossible. Um. <laughs> 40 yeah. weeks a year. Is it on an airline that you normally travel on? Yeah, American. Okay. Yeah, okay. it was American Airlines. Okay. Uh, no, wait. No, this was – but no, no. I'm talking to New York and back. That was uh, that was Delta, okay. I think. Doesn't matter. Uh, so that was fine. Okay. Um, so we get to New York. Now, they, they, they arrange for a car to pick me up right. from my house, which is – that's part of the deal. Okay. They pick me up. They take me to LAX, get on a, a, a flight. Fly to New York. In New York, there was supposed to be another guy with a car with a sign saying John Reap right. to take me to the hotel. Now, mind you, that was a red-eye flight. So I get into New York, 7 a.m. Right. My audition is not till 5, 6 p.m. So I had planned that daytime to actually sleep because I can't sleep. I can't get real sleep on a flight, like a red-eye flight. Like yeah, most not. people can just pass out. I can't do it, you know? Yeah. Can you do it? Can you just pass out on a plane? I can s- sleep immediately when I've trained myself. Oh. And then when I get on the plane and I'm, I'm trying to sleep, whatever noise would normally keep you up, yeah. I've trained myself through almost like a form of hypnosis to have those noises put me even deeper and deeper into sleep. Wow, so, so you can use a baby screaming in your ear. I focus on that baby. So if I hear a baby crying instead of fighting it, uh-huh. I go, I tell myself, this is good. And I, and I breathe and I have this breathing technique and I go, each time I hear, uh, the baby cry, uh-huh. that reminds me that I'm, I'm, I'm more relaxed and I'm sleeping and, and I'm starting to fall and I'll talk to myself like a creepy hypnotic guy <laughs> wow. in my brain. And then that, because the people who can't sleep yeah. are the people that are doing this when they hear the baby crying are the ones that are like, mm, oh, oh, this, right. and they're so focused on. 
the the everything you do is to association. So now they've associated that baby crying with their life sucking. Yes. And and I was I, I'm I always on the baby side. Yeah. The babies, they're babies. Their yeah. ears can't regulate the the pressure in their yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, hate the baby. I hate the crying. Yeah. Yeah, so the, so I <laughs> so I start to fall asleep. Right, right. Well, I can't sleep. But the one person that that keeps me up is the I need to slam the overhead door re- really loud uh-huh. uh, when I put my luggage in, guy. Oh, I hate that. Just the bam, bam loud as hell. And I, sometimes it's flight attendants that do that. That yeah. And then I had the guy my last flight. He did that with the the shade. Yeah. Slammed it so. My head was against the – he slammed it that I did one of the – I got up and I just turned and, and I stared. <laughs> and then he goes, is there a problem? I go, yeah, it was a little unnecessary how, how much – how you, you slammed it. slam it so hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, imagine all that happening on the flight. It didn't, but it makes the story better. Okay, perfect. Um, I get to New York. Oh, God. But that was – Okay, so wait. So is that back New York? Up. Oh, God. I forgot a big major part. Thank God my uh, wife is sitting here. What is it, John? No, I was going to say, so to catch up, so you've left, you're on the flight. I'm on the flight. I haven't left LAX yet. Okay. I'm on the flight. Okay. I've got, luckily, I've got an aisle seat. It's okay. a f- packed flight. Right. There's a dude sitting right right across from me um, by himself. And right. uh, at some point, I don't know, I don't think he was drunk. I think he just was sick because it wasn't like a, Ugh. He, he, he puked uh, in his seat. And so you didn't grab the barf bag? No, no, no. I didn't see it happen. I just smelled it and turned around and heard. Oh, I'm like, oh god. And so now we have to wait uh, for them to clean it. So these two guys come on the, fl- the the plane and they got their orange vests and their mops and their bags and their right. and all that stuff you got to put on puke. So the that dust? takes like. Did they put the? the did they use sawdust? The third grader uh, dust. Did they use third grader <laughs> dust on planes? Uh, they used something. I don't know. Uh, it wasn't like a dust. They didn't vacuum. You know, the dust is for soaking up, and then I think. I would almost it. like to they smell that dust it up again. They put some a spray on it, or you know, to get, to get rid of the smell. Right. But it was funny. I took a picture of the dude who came. To, it was a Latino-looking Kenny Powers, and I'll put that on the website. Uh, <laughs> who came and cleaned it up? Um, so anyway, they cleaned that. That takes like forty-five minutes to clean that that stuff up. And um, what the guy do? He was just apologetic, you know. And then so was he looking at everybody? I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. He was just looking down. I'm he was sorry. Just looking down. He couldn't even look at people in the face. I had a woman puke on me once. Did he on make, you? He didn't even make eye contact with me after she did it. Was this on a plane? Yeah, she puked behind me. She projectile vomited. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like so, my head's against the window. She threw up straight, so it hit the side, and I got. I'll never. Uh, to this day, I can't eat uh, chicken noodle soup. Because that's what hit the side of me. Oh, no. And so I look, and I have it all over my hair. Oh. It's all against the wall. And the flight attendant goes, oh, did she get you? And I go, yeah. And then the flight attendant started, like, making cookies. Like, she didn't even Lift. bring me towels or, or anything. So I had to get up, go into the bathroom, and almost take a shower. But oh. anyway, that's not my story. It's yours. No, so no. On the but, flight, well, see, that's, I started this, this, this conversation with I might have a better disastrous story of traveling than you. And already... You got puked on, and I haven't. <laughs> so you're winning. It's okay. So but there's we... more. All right. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> At least I didn't get puked on. Right, right. But I kind of felt bad for this guy because after, uh, after he puked and they cleaned it up, the, 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 the uh, flight attendant came back over. She goes, are you sure you're okay? It's a long flight. You know, we can put you on a later flight. If you're sick, you shouldn't be traveling. But I goes, no, I'm fine. Can you just give me a bag, like a barf bag? I guess he didn't have one. So she came back with a bag, and it wasn't a barf bag, the tiny ones. It was like a like a grocery-sized bag that she gave him. And 
sure enough, we're getting ready to take off, and I look over, I hear, they're all into the garbled, bag. Garbled. Yeah, it was bad. How would you like to be the person that's sitting next to him? <laughs> no, he had the whole road himself. As he should. Yeah, no one wanted to sit next to that guy. So anyway, that was leaving LAX. Now, we travel five hours. You know, from LAX to New York is a long flight. It's like 7 in the morning. I haven't slept. I've been dealing with puke air the whole time. Oh, my God. Puke air, you know. It's recycled. I would have won. I would have made that guy tell me, go tell me you were out partying the whole night because I could almost handle you throwing up because you drank too much. Then if you have some crazy chicken flu, Ebola right. type stuff that is getting through the, you know what I mean? Yeah. it's. Uh, I would rather if you steps. told me that you go, I had seven shots of Jaeger, mm-hmm. I ate four corn dog, you know, I would, well, okay, see, that you was, can, you're sick because of bad decisions, not because you have AIDS. Right. But you can smell like a, in, in, in the air, that puke smell, if there's alcohol involved, you know, you can go, oh, that's a little, uh, that's Jaegermeister, <laughs> but there was none of that it's in the air. Tawaka. It was regular puke Ugh. it was bad right, right. so we get to new york and it's seven in the morning seven thirty, and i'm just tired i just need i and i'm nervous about this audition i want to make sure i'm well rested and I, you know right I, I do good so i'm nervous about just getting to the hotel all i want to do is get to the hotel take a nap uh get to new york go down there i don't see any dude with a sign waiting on me i'm looking around there's other people with signs nothing with my name on it i'm going okay here we go with this so now I've got to pull up my phone and go through all the emails to find the right number to call to, to make sure, well, where's my car? Right. And so I got the number to the car service. I called them, and I gave them my name and my reservation number. And she's like, oh, uh, yeah, because my flight was delayed. Uh, we're out of cars is what I got. <laughs> we're out of cars. We don't have a car. Like, uh, really? New York City? There's not an extra car? Um, and she said, it'll be like another hour. I'm like, no, nah, not going to happen. I'm getting a cab. So I bite the bullet. I just get in a cab. Right. I, I know where I'm going. So I get in the cab, and uh, my cab driver was uh, – my most New York cab drivers was not uh, from the Midwest. Uh, right. He was not – Mideast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Mideast. His Mideastern. <laughs> yeah. And um, he was just – he wanted to tell me – all he wanted to talk about was the greatest sitar player that ever lived. Guitar player? Sitar. A sitar, not a guitar. You know, the sitar Is that different than a keytar? I don't know what a kitar is. Kitar is those did, 80s, is like the piano. No, it's, no, sitar is a big Indian style type thing. You know, is in every like Middle Eastern Indian song is a sitar in there somewhere. It's, apparently, it's very hard to play. Anyway, uh, he talked about that for the whole ride. That now that ride in New York at that hour traffic time going from JFK to Soho is about 45 minutes. Okay. Okay. Get to the hotel. Now the street that he drops me off on is a one way street. So he's like, oh, do you mind just walking? Oh, here? Hear, yeah. It's right there. See it's the just, hotel? It's just right there. It's you right can there. see it. It's right there. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fine. Because it's going to take another 15 minutes to circle around right. to the front. I was like, great idea. Get me out of the cab. I need to get to the hotel. So I pay the guy, and I run to the hotel. It's freezing. The wind's blowing. I don't have my jacket on. And I just tough it. I get to the uh, hotel, and I'm ready to check in. And I go, uh, yeah, I'm here. Uh, Reap, last name. They're like, oh, yeah, we canceled your reservation. Oh my I'm god! Like, you gotta be nothing's worse. This is like trains, planes, and automobiles yeah. at this point with Steve Martin and John Candy. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I want a fucking room <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. fucking <laughs> now. Yeah. You're fucked. Yeah. Uh, that scene is what was going through my mind, but it wasn't a car; it was a hotel room. Right? right, right. And so, but the lady, I was like, well, what, what, what do you, what do you mean? What happened? What? I said the whole reason 
that they booked two nights was because they knew yeah, I was going to get the night before here. so you don't have to wait till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Because most check-ins are 3 in the afternoon. Right. And I'm there at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. at this point. And she goes, oh, no, but because you didn't show up last night, we, that's a no-show, and we cancel the whole reservation. Now, the people who booked the reservation should have told us that you were coming in you know, as an early check-in as opposed to a, a, a you know a check-in the night before. Long story short, I said, listen, 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 listen. Uh, you know, I don't care about all that. Do you have a room? Yeah, yeah. She's like, yes. I said, put me in that room. And right. Here's my credit card. Again, I'm paying for something out of my pocket. I paid right. for the cab ride there. Now I'm paying for the uh, the hotel room on my credit card. And I actually said it like this. I was like, do you have – what is the most expensive room you have? Put me in that because now I'm pissed off at this company who didn't you know, do the reservation right, and now right. i got to worry about this. Uh, right, right. They're going to reimburse me either way. So I was looking for the most expensive room. Long story short, I got in a room, and it was right next to the elevator, of course. And uh, all I wanted to do was sleep. I, was ma- I managed to get some sleep, uh, woke up around 3, uh, rehearsed for my audition for this hosting gig. A lot of lines? Just a paragraph of an uh, opening thing that, you know, like, hey, you're watching so-and-so and we're doing this. We're going across the country and we're looking for this and blah, blah, blah. Let's go in here and check this out. You know, that whole thing. Right. Um, which I had down pat and then once I got there, totally flubbed it. Um, <laughs> that always happens. I wish they could audition you like in the shower. I have yeah. some of my best auditions like in the shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We should just uh, – there should be a ca- – well, we've got that GoPro now. So maybe we'll put a GoPro camera in our shower. Maybe I have the best audition because I know – you know, I'm doing the lines, and then after I kind of go through rehearsal, I'm probably going to grab the Pert Plus and go to town. Well, you know what I mean? So maybe I'm just excited about what's going to happen <laughs> Wait, after. You mean really wash your hair vigorously? Yeah, that's okay. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Um, maybe that's what I need to start doing when I do auditions is to realize I'm going to grab the Pert Plus immediately You should after. just take it in there with maybe, you. Maybe even down in the uh, where I parked my car. Well, you're pretty good at tricking go your brain into stuff. Maybe you should, just, <laughs> when you go into the audition, just go ahead and have the bottle of Pert Plus there with you. Maybe the smell. Maybe I need to smell Pert Plus yeah. as a Put kind a of to, to kind of, uh, the engulfery, whatever it's called. <laughs> so I, I smell it. Like, why, why is he's, we're here auditioning. And he seems really excited every time he comes a in. a hosting gig and he's, he, why he the almost, Pert Plus? I don't understand why he has the Pert Plus with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever, it works. Um, so anyway, the audition was mediocre. And then uh, I saw another buddy who they flew there, Zach. My buddy Zach who came in and does a funny song, Zach okay. Selwyn. Um, he he was there auditioning for the same thing. So you guys could have flown all together. And then we could have, but so now instead of here's the, here's where it gets weird. Okay, the travel story is not over. Okay. Now I could have went straight from New York after this audition. I left that night, by the way. Right. Um, like so the, in your hotel, the for latest flight out uh, that night. Half a day you're in your hotel. Yeah. So I thought, well, do I want to fly back to 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 LAX? Or do I want to fly straight to, to St. Louis to meet up with the family? Because right. remember, we were all flying from LAX to St. Louis together. But now, I have did you bring all your stuff? No, because what I did was I said, well, because we're traveling with dogs and in laws, let me just go back to LAX. I'll have 12 hours to shuffle things around in the suitcase. And then I will travel with everyone else from LAX to St. Louis. Okay. So I went from LAX to St. Louis. I'm sorry, LAX to New York, New York back to LAX, LAX to St. Louis within like, what, 36 hours or something crazy like awesome. that. Awesome. Um, lots of flink and flyer miles, so that's good. Yeah. Um, now, here's where it gets crazy. Now, we're going from LAX with the family, two dogs, traveling to St. Louis. We check in, 
And the lady goes, oh, you got pets? Oh, I didn't even, that wasn't on the reservation. I was <sighs> like, well, I called twice, by the way. I did. And uh, she's like, no, we don't have it on here. Like, well, let me, see, let me see the dogs. So we put our dogs up on the little uh, where, you, where you're. You guys, did you look at them and go, act small. Act <laughs> small. And they go, oh, that, those dogs are too big for that, for that case. They can't. They have to be able to, she told us, they have to be able to stand up inside of there, which they can do, but their backs are kind of touching the top. But what we have always been told was that they have to be able to turn around inside of the thing. Right. Which they can totally do. But because, you know, our dogs are not trained to stand up in there, they wouldn't really stand up because they get in there, they get comfortable, they lay down. That's what they do. Right. So we couldn't really get them to stand up. So the lady was like, uh, yeah, it's, uh, hang on, let me get my manager. She walks off, gets another lady, comes over, goes, yeah, they can't stand up. They can't fly. Just matter of fact, just cold. Oh, my God. Not like, uh, I'm so sorry, you know. Listen, I know it's the holidays and this is thing, you know what? Yeah. They just changed the policy, this whole thing that they're giving us, you know. So, I mean, it was a clusterfuck because we got these two dogs and now – they're telling us we can't fly with the dogs, which we've been doing for seven years. Right, and they've been they've lost weight because right. they're eating healthier now. They've actually lost weight. They're smaller than they were seven years ago. Yes, it's always funny when you're talking about dogs and the dogs are laying there sleeping. The dogs yeah. know you're talking about them because all dogs do that eye <laughs> thing where their eyes like kind of go up. Yeah, their eyebrows. Like they're like, I think huh? I heard my name a couple times. Right. I'm just gonna listen. I'm gonna listen to see if I hear my name and the word food. Right. If I hear the word walk, food, or treat, then I'm gonna get up. But in oh, the meantime, I'm just gonna lay. You here. did say the T word, and then <laughs> Brutus's eyeballs just yeah. Both that's did what I mean. that. They always just kind of yeah. So so um, she's like, I'm sorry, you can't fly with these dogs. Um, and she's like, well, you could check them. And Jenna goes, no, they will die. Uh, I'm not checking my dogs. You will kill them. I know what happens with this airline. Uh, you know, because that's happened before. And so yeah, airlines, they've been on the tarmac a long time. you guys get emotional, Eliza Schlesinger? Wait, wait. I'm getting there. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, because this has to do with that a little bit. Okay. So uh, now she's like, uh, you can't fly. And you know, Jenna's upset. I'm upset. Your dad's upset. We're all barking at this lady. What about this? What about this? What about this? And once by the way, you're the hundred people that have barked at her today. I, I, exactly. Right. And so once that happens, the, the glass wall comes down. <laughs> yeah. All she's face down in the computer, hitting keys, going like, uh, "I'll get you on the next flight. I'll get you on the next flight." She's just already made up her mind what is going to happen. Yeah. So the parents fly without us. We have to call for our ride to come back and pick us up, take us back home to put the dogs up in boarding. All right, which is more money and. And then come back to the airport on a later flight, right, to fly later on. Now, oh the moral of this story is, and again, if you go back and listen to past episodes, check out the Heifer one with Eliza. HeffernandReap.com. Check out the one we did with Eliza. It's called 310, uh, 315 to Yuma. 310 to Yuma. 310 to Yuma. Yeah, based on the movie. But Eliza flies with her dog. Blanche. Blanche all the time because it's Non-stop. also a part of her act. Uh, that she so cleverly wrote in there so she could, you know, write that <laughs> she off. She did that all on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> then also, um, you know, she needs it to fly to, because it's a service dog. Service dog. What does she use? Uh, emotional. Yeah, she got it. For, she emotional needs for emotional, or like that. emotional support. Yeah. So, so now what American Airlines has taught me. Is to be dishonest with them, because trying We're to be honest. We're not saying that Eliza and Blanche aren't emotionally tied. To now, I'm not saying that's that, that that's not a true thing for them. <laughs> right. But I know for a fact that there are people out there. Right. It's like saying I need uh, a medical marijuana license because I'm depressed. 
Uh, As people do. Sometimes you get depressed. You just want to get high. Come on. Right. So this is the equivalent of that with dogs is now we're going to have to – we're going to – yeah, we're going to find uh, – we're going to make our dogs service dogs because what American Airlines has taught us is to be – not be 100 percent honest with them. We would have paid them uh, like uh, extra hundred uh, – $400 in travel fees wow. to have these dogs. Now they're losing that money because next time we fly, they're going to be service dogs, which is way cheaper, and they get to sit on your lap on the flight. Did so, they get to wear those cool vests? Who did? Yeah, American Airlines caused the stress, <laughs> so now we are stressed out, and we have to uh, make our dogs service dogs. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was a couple behind us that had a, a, a dog, and uh, they saw what was going on with us, and they went to another person. Well, that's a good on. call from them. They're like, listen, smart for them, but yeah, we sat there and watched them. You know, like I was like, well, here's the thing: I don't want to piss on her parade. Yeah, you can't go. But what about them? Yeah, yeah they, look at them. Then, you're being then you're just being mean to that person who has a dog. Um, Genta was ready to though. I was like, no, we got to get it right. I wonder how. Do you think it's harder because you obviously need because these I see I've seen when these dogs aren't around you guys. You guys, uh, you, you you guys change your personalities. You can't be around these dogs are right. a necessity. That's right for, for you to travel. It calms it calms her down. We're and gonna have to get a vest for these dogs now. What do you think is hard to get? A vest for a dog or a uh, four twenty card? I think well because uh, I've have experience with one of those. I'm thinking that the vest for the dog will be more difficult because I don't know where to start. I mean, we kind of do. We have friends that like I called Eliza. I, I text Eliza and I asked her like, how did this happen? And she told me what what her case was. And so I'm going to, you know, pursue that angle. But we also have a friend. Can you guys get one where you go, if we don't have our dogs, we fight? <laughs> right. Like We're if you can make to up an ailment, yeah. you should be like the first one. And then everyone can get the, oh, it's part of the reap clause. It's like the, uh, like you guys like have the, like an ailment and like, but you name it like, oh yeah, we, we have the reaps. It's almost like the opposite of a restraining order. Yeah, like we need we the dogs have to, to have keep these us dogs bonded. Within Fifty feet of us at all times, <laughs> yeah. or we will scream our heads off in public and cause a scene. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was our horrible thirty-six hours of traveling. Um, but that uh, is tough to do. We had to do it without the dog. But yeah, that's our. That's what we've learned from this is uh, get our dog certified as some sort of service dog. I don't know what my ailment's going to be. What, was, what thing are that? There, there are things. If anybody listening, maybe you can uh, go to heffernandreap.com or it says and click on ask a question for. Or, for you, me or for we John. also have the voicemail thing. You can just there leave, you go. Leave a voicemail. That's right. Of uh, what ailments? If you have any yes. suggestions, if you have we'll any great that. ideas for me, please leave a, a voicemail. We'd love to hear it, and uh, if it's good, we'll play it on the on the podcast. You know what? Should I tell you this story? Should I save it for the next one? Let's, let's, How much we, time we can we go done? over? Have I gone? Uh, that, I, I feel like I've hogged up a lot of that with that. No, but that it was story. it was a good story. It was we learned a little bit about the, the personal John Reap and what it takes. Uh, you know what I mean? A lot of people just see on stage doing your comedy and they don't realize, yeah. you know, as well, comics, sometimes you have to shake off yeah. that really shitty day and right. get on stage. That's true. So, And I got some new shoes uh, for Christmas that I can't wait to wear. I saw them. You, you've only saw one pair. I got three pair. Look at you. It's like you're balling. I'll tell you my story. It's, yeah, it's okay for us to go because it's now that we're a, a, a podcast network of one, we can do whatever we want. That's true. We'll give a little, people a bonus. There you go. Because I'm going through a thing with my wife where my wife actually told me that I can't do something. Okay. Like flat out said that I can't do something and it's bothering me. Yeah. But if I do it, I don't know 
out of spite am I going to get myself in trouble just to show her when I will be at – does that make sense? Well, Here's the deal. Okay, so let me back, uh, back up the story. I used to do morning radio, and I've told the story before, so I won't make it really long-winded. But I used to do morning radio with Danny Bonaducci maybe 15, 15 years ago. This right. is, all these key elements are going to play uh, a key. <laughs> okay. 15 years ago, I did radio with uh, Bonaducci. Yeah. We got in a fight where Bonaducci gave me a concussion. Where like a after, real fist fight? Yeah, where I, after I left the studio, I bought a, v, uh, a VCR, uh-huh. and the girl I was dating at the time said, why'd you buy a VCR? And I said, I didn't. And she said, yeah, you did. And there's a VCR there from Best Buy, and there's my signature on the credit card. So he hit me. I got a concussion. I drove home, bought a VCR, had no idea I did any of this. Wow. And, then, and this is back in the 90s when people bought DVD players, so he actually hit me. Backwards in technology. <laughs> My right. mom used to say, I'm going to knock you the next week. But he actually knocked he, you the we, like, we last back 10 one, years. One uh, play. So, wow, that's crazy. Then, So then Danny got me into fighting. He bought me all the gear and you know sparring stuff. Uh-huh. And then I got – Was your fight that happened with the concussion, was it a real fight? Was that was a, I was protecting our producer because Bonaduce was – Trying to kill him as we interview Janet Jackson. So you took a hit for the producer. Yeah, it was. I got hit right in the back of the head, pretty oh. hard. Bonaduce writes about in his biography. Uh-huh. We're friends and, and stuff like that. So I was talking to now. Fast forward to now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who he has some sponsors that are interested in sponsoring our podcast. So we were just asking how that was going. And I was having that conversation with him, and mm-hmm. he likes the fact that we're clean. You right. know, we talk about adult stuff, but we're not. Yeah, because but- that's the weird thing about podcasts. If you're like, get super dirty, then some, you know, if, if you want to do it for sponsors, we're not really doing it for sponsors. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm just so having that conversation. Sure, sure. Um, and he said, there's this guy who, who owns this, this um, rehab center, but he wants to do some positive stuff. So he wanted to use Bonaduce. Okay. Whatever. Uh, and then this guy asked me, matter of fact, matter of fact, he goes, would you ever fight Bonaduce? Oh. So he goes, would you fight Danny Bonaduce? And I go, he goes, for charity or something. I go, one, me and Danny aren't famous enough for anybody to give a shit. Right. Literally, like yeah. for whatever. He goes, no, but for just a video, would you spar Danny and do some live rounds? Mm-hmm. And this guy would edit it and do a thing, but you guys would have to fight, fight. Okay. But it would be for this this thing. What, what do you do it? So then I brought that up to my wife. Was there a payment involved? Yes, but okay. but just something small. Just okay. you know, just kind of like a you know right. something dumb for me not to have to go to a wherever I'm going. Right. And my wife said, "I don't want you fighting Bonaduce." Okay. Because Danny has that thing inside him where he would try to kill you. Right. Which is completely true, and I would say that if Bonaduce was sitting across from me, uh-huh. Danny, like if me and you spar, if me and you had boxing gloves and we we're going to work out and spar, I have a thing in my head that goes, John's got to perform. I really get no benefit from hitting him as hard as I could, and you mm-hmm. almost like let's go forty percent, and then you play at forty percent. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. when you spar people. You want to spar with uh, safely with people who yeah. won't suddenly go. Oh, here's an open shot. Right. Let me try to knock him on his ass. Okay. Danny doesn't have that filter. I know a guy like that. Yeah. Right? So, like, even if we sparred and it was all in good fun, yeah. at one moment during the sparring thing, some some weird 
a switch would flip in his head, uh-huh. and then he would try to kill Especially you. Especially if you got a good jab or shot. He would on try, but uh, hands down, Bondarjuji would try to kill you if you were sparring. He would yeah. try to hit you so hard that you die, uh-huh. and then maybe there'd be a, a blog or a news article saying Danny Bondarjuji killed somebody while he was sparring. That was <laughs> the greatest story Danny could have. Okay, and right. He, and he knows that about himself. Brutus the and dogs know dogs that do about like, themselves. Yeah, they don't like Bonaduce at all. They're they're feeling the energy. <laughs> so I was telling my wife, but so she like almost like forbid me to spar him. Okay. So now, so that's the dilemma. So now my dilemma, I go, I go. You can't tell me not to, to do something. Yeah. Or can she on this thing? She's like, no, he would try to kill you. And then I'm like, it's like every Rocky movie. That's why Rocky gets his ass kicked until Adrian, <laughs> every movie she says, yeah. okay, I told you not to fight him, but now you go fight him and beat his ass. And then he goes and beats the guy's ass. Right. Where if Adrian would have said, yeah, go beat his ass, uh-huh. he would have missed all the ass kicking. Yeah. Right? You, you think he would He would have uh, – Rocky. The only thing that ever held Rocky back was his wife saying don't fight. And, and then, but, but then she would say go fight at After the end. After he got beat up way bad. That oh, was always that moment. I see. So, well, if she would have said, yeah, go beat his ass, then we could maybe buy a second home. <laughs> Rocky would have went, kicked the people's ass, right. and then not, not had to always have that first fight of him getting killed. Yes. So then in my brain I'm thinking, okay, I'm 15 years older than when Danny knocked me out. Right. I'm bigger. So is he. True. I'm okay. bigger. Uh-huh. So is he. Uh, he's bigger? Yeah. Oh, I mean, he, of... I, when I worked with Danny, he wasn't roided or anything like that. Oh, really? Okay. That. So now he's, he was just he's way stronger. Yeah. 15 years more angrier. Right. He's had a divorce since then. He probably had to give up some money yep. uh, in, in his divorce. Fueling the fire. Yeah. So now, so now not that I was actually would would fight him or that even came up or nobody would care. Yeah. Now it's just that now it all boils down to the act of my wife said, no, I don't want you fighting. Well, so then in my head I'm thinking, even if you made a dollar, yeah. now you're you're stopping me from making money, right? Well, so sounds, now it becomes. A, uh, it a, sounds to me what she's saying is I don't want you to. It doesn't sound like she's saying I forbid you. Did she actually say no? You can't. No, she I says as the wife, I'm going to say I'm going to put a kibosh on this and say no. You will not be okay fighting. Daniel well, I know as a married man. Uh, with my wife in the room looking at me. But here's the deal. If, if I go, <laughs> but here's the deal. If I go, no, I'm going to fight him. Yeah. He's probably would kill me. Even though in my head I'm thinking, yeah, well, but you, he would kill you, me. But, uh, and, and then I would be killed. He's already gave you a concussion. Proving, I would be killed proving to my wife that I could do it is uh-huh. the only. And then, so then now I'm it's like lose, lose. Now so I'm you killed. already know. You're already basically on your wife's side. You're already saying to yourself, this is a dumb idea. Yeah, or but now, now or am I that? I forbid it. You're like, Whoa, wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough call. Or are you now that guy, you know how, like, you're fighting and there's some guy holding you back and you know that guy's holding you back, yeah. so you're a little bit more lippy? Yeah, yeah. I'd crush you. Yeah. I'd crush well, you. there you go. You could do that. Just be a little more lippy in an email to him. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it sounds like she's just. Uh, so what you, okay, let, let's just go for the fun of it. Um, I, I'm not the, you know, we're not fighting. We're not. That's, it was all a buddy just said that on the phone, but it's about his thing. That's, so let's say your wife says. I don't want you fighting him, mm-hmm. and you're going to get paid a thousand dollars. Would you Would you say no? Uh, uh, no to her, or no to the fight. No, no to the fight. Knowing all this stuff, let's I say would say I would. I would have to say no to the fight. The, and let's make it. Let's make it a Friday night where you you wouldn't you couldn't work a week. You know uh, what I mean? A week at your thing. So let's just put it. You know, it's Mac Prime real estate. Thousand dollars not enough. So I'm going to say no. What uh, about uh, three thousand? No, you're going to have to go past ten. 
Go five thousand. Five thousand bucks. No. Three minutes of work. No. Well, listen, my wife. Sixty-five, sixty-five hundred. You don't understand. This is not a normal wife we're talking about. We're talking about my wife, who uh, was a paramedic, uh, who was an iron tissue harvester, who grew up in a funeral home, who's seen what death and injury does. Okay, to but people. here's she. Your Her wife told first you. Biggest thing in the world is safety first. She she thinks I'm going to die every time I step out of the, the the door. As we could just going to the mailbox. Okay. Okay, as we could. So if I am going to go somewhere to fight. This is like. A, Let's the, say she says no, though. She forbids you. She said the word, I forbid you. Right. It's Romeo and Juliet stuff. You will not talk to the Capulets. Is that even right? Capulets, yeah. Okay. Close. Wow. I was just trying to be smart right yeah, there. Yeah, I could have went with the different not reference. Uh, $10,000. So for $10,000, I'm turning down $10,000. Now, the people listening right now, you're, if you're younger, you're like, dude, that's $10,000. But as a non married guy, what you're not realizing is. Having to live with the person after you strictly did something they forbid. There's all this extra or leading up to. Right. So ten thousand dollars. Well, then it would have it would have to have a serious conversation. Then I would say, honey, this is ten thousand dollars. I've already we said we can go to Hawaii. We can do all kinds of fun stuff with this money for the future. And then and then it's just three minutes. I'll take a dive. Like I won't even like I'll just fall down. Like I won't even try to fall. Because you're not on mic. Like I'll I'll just pretend that I'm winded and fall because down. you're not on mic. You're just gonna have to the shake your head yes or no. You, you heard the whole story. Uh, so if you you're adamant about him not not doing it, right? Or or you could come. So he's adamant. Now he just said ten ten. And I'm like I'm trying to talk you into letting yeah, he's he's signing, your he, approval for this because everybody has a price. Well, you say more wait, money, so it's okay. So it's okay. How much money would you? Uh, millions. Okay, so there you go. So, so it's not. But realistically, happen. you're not going to get a million. No, of course. Because that's nobody, why she's nobody saying a cares. It's a she weird. Want it to happen? Fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen. No, she's taking her head. No, not for no. She won't. I'm telling you, this. I'm. This is not a normal wife we're talking about. Other wives might say yes to this. But fifteen thousand dollars is a lot of money. It's a lot of to money. have you just go in the ring and, and you know fall down and, and just fight a bigger guy. Let's uh-huh. just say you know, yeah, and, and, and you have headgear on with. But, but I spar every week with my buddies with that try to kill me, uh-huh. not try to kill me, but pretty hard every week For anyway. Free. Yeah, you pay them probably twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand dollars, babe. Like she said, a million. Twenty thousand dollars. I need you for the future. I'm thinking ahead. There's a lot of people right now listening that so would go. Basically, listen, what my wife has just said this is important. Is saying that I'm looking at this as you're going to walk in that ring, you're going to get hit in the face, and you're going to die. I need enough money you to live turtle. on after you're dead. You could turtle so that you this could, doesn't affect me. <laughs> you could turtle your head. That's what she's saying. Do you for, understand? For twenty grand, I'm starting. But it's not enough for her to live on. After I'm, I'm trying twenty grand for me. I'm in that area where. I start to think about lying about it, where I go, I'm going to the, the Funny Bone in Columbus, Ooh, which I'm at, right. uh, by the way. Yeah, you're going to be at the Funny Bone I'm Columbus. there uh, January 17th. Or are you? Or, um, <laughs> or am I, Dave Stroop? Am I? Well, cancellation. Maybe Bonaduce will be there, too. And then you zip away for the weekend, uh-huh. and you fight, and you just hope. Now you're fighting for a couple things. Yeah. You're fighting to stay alive. And you're also fighting not to get any marks on your face, right. and you're going to leave with twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. And then right. do you, then do you come back? Yeah. And then tell your wife, listen. Here's what actually happened. I fought. I'm still alive. Yeah. 
Go buy yourself or something pretty. She gets a phone call. You're in the hospital. And then you, not only is she pissed that you're hurt, but now she's pissed that you lied to her. You know what you do? I would love for you guys listening uh, to go to heifernreap.com. If you hit the leave us a message thing, yeah. we please tell us what you do. Because I would like – this is a, would be a perfect time if we were in a I studio like really where, give you a where we take phone calls. I would like to hear yeah. – and we were just throwing out fake money, but just to, to show – I'd love to hear from married guys. Because everybody's going to say yes at the and 20. single guys with their version of this. Let me take back everything I, I just honesty. said. Let me, let me, let me, let me scale down the money. Because $20,000 is life-changing. Yeah. And you're, we're, so we're going to get a lot of people that go, fuck you, Don't I would do stupid, it. Don't be stupid, man. Yeah. I, I need the money level to be at just that much where it's not going to do a lot, but yet it's still enticing. Yeah. So let's make it 30. I like the word 3,500. 3,500 sounds good. Because thirty five hundred, you're going against your your wife telling you not to do it. Yeah. But if you got it, you could buy something kind of a little something nice. Maybe pay off a Best Buy credit card. Right. Maybe go to Home Depot, get a, a, a air compressor. Yeah. You could do some stuff with thirty five hundred. You get your dogs to be service dogs with that money. So if you go to Heifer and, and Reap, click the voicemail message, and please uh, just yeah. You know, tell uh, us I want to hear from married guys, and I'd like to hear from single guys. Now, I know every single guy is going to go, well, hell yeah. Or do we not say 3500 or do we stick with the twenty? No, 3500 Okay. Because it's a whole different story. Yeah. We need to take phone calls. Maybe next year. That's what we we got to start. Well, uh, there video. is a, Let me tell you this. I have a, uh, an app that I have um, that you can record phone calls. So what I'll do is like I'll call. Let's just say that I'm on the road and I want to talk to my buddy Rodney Carrington. Right. And but I want to interview him for the podcast. I can just call him on my phone, hit record, and just have a whole conversation. I want to start videoing this podcast for next year, but it's a whole other conversation. Okay. Uh, right now, go to heifernareep.com. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. And also, it really helps if you rank us and just leave a comment. Yeah. I know it's you got busy lives, but that's what helps us. I got new Heifer uh, uh, Life Uniform shirt. Oh, I saw it. If you go to the Heffernandreap.com and hit, uh, I don't know, let's say shop or store. Yeah. You'll see our stuff. We right. have CDs and stuff. Um, but you'll also see stuff. the um, the T-shirt, which I saw your belt buckle. Yeah. Is all of that on heffernandreap.com? It should be. It should be. It will be by the time this airs. Perfect. So if you go to shop, you'll see Reap's new stuff, mm-hmm. and you'll see my life uniform shirt that's uh, getting high praises uh, by everybody. Yes. We always I want one, by the way. Well, I was going to bring you one, okay. and then I went, I'm going to try to sell them this weekend. Yeah. And I've got new equipment, by the way, for Christmas. We haven't even talked about it. We're actually recording this podcast on my new professional podcasting equipment that uh, uh, my wife got me for Christmas. So no more will you hear from me on my part when I just do my own interviews with other comedians or whatever on the road. You, you, you're not going to hear this. I apologize for the low quality of this podcast. <laughs> I now have the same equipment that Heffern has. So, uh, so there you go. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is, will be, has been the Heffern Reap Show. Bicycle. Since you love the Heffron and Reap Show, please go to iTunes and let them know. Rank the show and leave a comment. We don't care what you write, you know. They Heffron and Reap have low self-esteem.